Welcome to Sustainable 153. Oh, crikey, Moses. I'll welcome yourself to Sustainable 153. Me ever so slightly blurry, cheeky little chum. Oh, oh your glass is giving you jip. Yes. Mm. Yes. Sorry um, to we should that. talk about that as we go on. Suffice it to say, I prefer it like this. <laughs> we are your friendly little environment podcast, didn't we all? Yes. All about people and the planet. And why, despite everything being noised and dead unpredictable like, we can still have a chuckle about it every now and then yes mm. dead unpredictable in the sense of dead and unpredictable yes yeah yes. Uh, which leads me on to what we're going to be talking about this week dave uh we are going to be talking about the future and the reason we're going to do that is because it's really confusing yes and we're recording this in the present yes and by the time you listen to this it will very definitely be the future or your past or your past we're in your past uh <laughs> But the point is, between now and then, yes. we're going to have some fairly massive developments, which are, Dave? Uh, we'll talk about them, won't we, all? But what we really want to talk about is basically what on earth comes next? What comes next politically? What comes next for the planet? Seems like no one knows what's going on, what's going to happen next. All very exciting, but it seemed like a time to have a predictions episode all. Okay, so specifically we're going to be talking about uh, the Brexit deal. Deal? Is this deal. a theme? I mean... There is something in the way I'm uh, uh, approaching this, which suggests there is a pun theme coming up. Yeah, so a Brexit deal. We're also going to have a little look at uh, the aviation industry, who have sandwiched some babble between some ostensibly sensible remarks. Sandwiched. Correct. Uh, Now, and then... (laughs) You know Shell, right? Yes. The you know the oil botherers. Yes. Uh, they have uh, they've said some stuff which you know makes it sound like what they're doing is is fine, but uh, the reality is they're trying to take us all to our graves and graves I and gra- graves and <laughs> graves and I don't, I don't think that's okay. Um, and uh, what they said was so egregious that I, I missed a step when I heard it. I suppose you could say that Margate was affected. <laughs> it's just a Kent Towns theme. Yeah. Before any of that, just the <laughs> usual disclaimer. We do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Yeah. Yeah, but these are very much our own views. So if you uh, want to say anything about anything that we say and you have opinions on our views, don't chat them for the, oh, uh, the people that Dave. we work for, but chat them at us, yes? <laughs> oh, I haven't even Googled some other Kent Towns. <laughs> I'm with it. Prediction time. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get into whipping. <laughs> Now, this is a section I was banned what of using yeah. a long time ago. You were. Go- and interestingly, <laughs> you're bringing it back. Well, the reason... So go back and listen to very early episodes of The Babble. In fact, all the episodes of The Babble up until episode 18 all had prediction time in them. Prediction Did time? Did you research that? No, no. You just a- know that? Yeah. You're so odd. You're... <laughs> 
what? That's obvious. Don't you remember? That's it's when we stopped obvious. doing it. Photographic is a misnomer. I have an eidetic memory, as I've told you many times. Most recently, last year during lunch on the afternoon of May 7th. It's back. Why is it back? Well, here's the thing, Ol. So we are recording this. It is precisely 6.53 and 41 seconds on the evening of... Thursday the 17th of October, which is definitely before you're listening to it, unless I've made a catastrophic error <laughs> with the editing. <laughs> and at the time of recording, there may or may not be a vote which may or may not result in us leaving the EU, possibly by two weeks or maybe not. There may or may not, therefore, be an election, which may or may not result in a massive change of government. This is probably, this precise moment in time that we're at now, is probably the least certain that anyone is going to be about anything to do with politics. Well, certainly, it's certainly the least certain that I have been in the whole time we've been doing this battle. And that's up against some pretty stiff competition. So, like, a few days from now, by the time you listen to this battle, aren't we, all sorts of stuff might have gone down, or it might not. Okay, so for, so for reference... Yes. Uh... So people listening to this will have now known how these things resolve. But right now... So maybe. Um, maybe. But right now, Some of them. Boris Johnson has said, and in fact the EU have said, there is agreement on a deal yes. of some description. Yes. But it appears this that... Is, this is Brexit, by the way. For those of you who don't know what the hell we're talking sorry, about. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Brexit well. is a thing uh, voted for by people who made a mistake. And uh, <laughs> it may now, actually three and a half years after people voted for it, be a thing that we agree we can start... Okay. As much as the precise correlation between the information you communicated and the facts insofar as they can be determined and demonstrated is such as to cause epistemological problems. <laughs> Alright, the point is, okay, so there is, notionally, we, we may leave the EU with a deal, but who, who knows? Point is, we don't know. Whether or not Parliament is going to agree to that. It I've seems, got the pop seems... shield that's got your gobbed cracker on it. Yeah, well, you're... you said you'd got it off, and you haven't got it off. No, I have got it off. You haven't. There's a smearage. You said that's your glasses. You just said that oh, you, you can't, can't see anything out of your glasses. It literally, is my glasses. Okay, right. <laughs> there we go. So we don't know. Don't let but... them prescribe you very vocals. What they'll do is you'll get old. This will happen to you one day, and they'll say, "I am old." Oh, do you want it? nice sit down. They'll say to you, "You look tired. Sit here and sign this piece." of paper that's what the opticians will say and you'll go oh i can't see the piece of paper they go trust me just sign it right we're going to put a thing on your face that makes it look like you're wearing goggles the whole time and you're going to walk around with a permanent headache and you're not allowed to complain about it until you've had that for two weeks the other thing is then like the election it seems like for months it's been inevitable there's going to be election in the next kind of couple of weeks but maybe there won't maybe i mean this sort of has to be because we don't really have a government that can pass any of its own legislation but can pass a bag of water that long. right so what 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 else don't we know then? Well, that'll do, won't it? Like that'll do. We don't basically, basically <laughs> whether we're untangling forty years of complex relationships with our closest continental partners, and indeed having a general election. I mean, what we don't quite know, big things. Yeah. yeah. What, so the context for this is we don't know all of that, but what we do know is the environment is fucked. Mm. We know that climate change is a thing. Yeah. We know that all the plastic in the sea is a thing. We know that soils are buggered. We know that. Uh, chemicals are everywhere. We know that the ugly fish is dead. Air's horrible. Water's horrible. All that stuff. Really horrible. Yeah. Really horrible. Don't worry, we're going to cheer up in a minute. Okay. 
We know all that. And we know that what we kind of need is someone to do something about that. Ideally, the people who have the power to do something about it. Yeah. Like your government, right? Yes. So we have two things going on at once, which is like, who the hell knows if politics is going to be able to do any of this stuff forever? Like, Brexit's going to tie it in knots all the time. We haven't even Brexited yet, by the way. All of this hoo-ha is just about what sort of tying in knots we're going to do for the next ages. It's not even any of that stuff. But we also don't know what comes next in doing something about the planet. Because can we look to politics to do anything about it, really? Like, we don't know that, because we don't know who's going to be the government two months from now. Uh, we don't know what they're going to be focused on, what economy they're going to be operating in. We don't know. Things going to happen, or I don't know. I haven't got the faintest idea. It's prediction time. Predict something. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, well, a, a thing that has happened today is that uh, our friends, Extinction Rebellion, are they our friends? They're great, but they're not a homogenous unit, as has How been you? Uh, <laughs> as has been demonstrated today when some members of Extinction Rebellion decided to disrupt the tube in that stinky London during rush hour, and it went very, very badly. Um, if anyone hasn't seen the video, I suggest you go and check it out. And what you will see is uh, people going on top of tube trains and then very, very cross commuters hauling them off of tube trains and kicking the crap out of them. Both of those things are very, very new. The idea that uh, XR are trying to kind of really disrupt ordinary people going about their ordinary lives at the most stressful bit of their day. On a low-carbon means of transport. But Yeah, I mean, and there are, you know, there are people who are saying, hang on a minute, these are electric public transport systems. They may be horrible cattle wagons. what, what are you not complaining about? about? I yeah. thought you didn't like people getting around in cars and stuff. And yeah. obviously the individuals involved in XR have got a kind of intellectual response to that. And they, I think they were targeting certain lines because they were feeding into the city. But everything goes into this. It, it doesn't work, does it? Like you've got people who are trying to get to work. They're pissed off uh, because it's commuter time. And then you've got some guy or girl sitting on top of a tube train going, we can't let you go to work cause climate change. And it's gone very, very badly. However, the fact that some of these people then decked the protesters is also new. Like, you haven't seen that sort of horrific, violent reaction to any of this stuff until now. And, I mean, that's awful. It's like, I, I don't understand how that's happened or how it's okay i definitely don't understand how a conservative mp tobias elwood has gone i completely endorse the reaction of these commuters like basically just saying it's okay to beat up protesters which is pretty horrific so what what's going to happen next like your babble's been going nearly five years believe it or not. Arabella has doubled in age in the time we have done this. We had some avian incidents during the week of January 11. That is quite strange, As have I. <laughs> <laughs> it feels. Um, my opticians anything to go by anyway. What's going to happen next? 
Is XR going to... Is protest going to become a thing that just ripples out and becomes massive? Is it going to fizzle out? Are we going to... What's, like, what's the next school strike type thing? What's the next blue planet plasticy thing everyone's going to get occupied about? Because the reason XR are still protesting, despite being told they can't, is because they're saying, you know, you may have promised to do some stuff, but nothing's changing, nothing's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, we were at a swanky event this week when there were loads of people basically all in agreement that more needs to be done and more needs to change, but very few big new ideas for changing it. All saying the same stuff that I've heard being yeah. said at swanky events for 10 years. Yeah. Oh, we need to get business involved. We need to, like, win people's hearts and minds. Uh, no, I don't uh, I don't know is, is what I'm going to keep saying in this podcast. I... I think it's an interesting question because I feel like a lot of people have gone, all right, yeah, no, you're right, XR, you've made your point, everything is bad, um, we've heard you, now now bugger off. And certainly bugger off from disrupting our tube travel and stuff. But the point is, nothing has happened. Uh, there is such a massive gulf, such a huge gulf between what needs to happen and what is happening. And I don't think that that's what, the, the the great British public really understand with XR. I think they think there's... The question is, should we be worried about climate change? Yes. And XR have made people worried about climate change. Job done. Now everyone bugger off. And done, done it themselves. But that's not what is needed. That's not what's at stake. What's at stake is action commensurate to that challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's so radical, isn't it? It's so like what what actually has to happen to get on a path for safety is is so radical and so way removed from where, where people are at that yeah, it's like it's, it's like going up be... to someone and going, see all that see all that stuff you like doing. Stop that. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Now See all those other things you like all doing. All those things you think are really, really normal yeah. that we, we're now going to essentially say they're illegal yeah. or, or close to, yeah. It's like, what you're eating, stop that, eat this tofu. What you wearing, stop that, wear this hemp. Yeah, what are you buying? Well, don't buy anything. Don't buy anything. Um, what, how are you moving around? Don't do that. Yeah. Move around like this. haircut hippie um and there are people who go it's all right all we can do the markets will take care of it everyone can have better everything it'll all be fine and shiny and wonderful right and go back and listen to episode 149 when we were talking to that naomi oreskes who was like you know the good thing about all the stuff we want to see happen is it's better better cars better light bulbs etc yeah but what extinction rebellion is saying is no mate we've got like five years to sort this out Yes. And then what we don't know is how people are going to react to that, either the public yep. or politicians. And so if we're going to have an election, like, are we going to see anyone banging on about the climate in that well, election? I, I imagine we probably will. We probably will. We Boris probably Johnson will. said today, in response to getting the deal with uh, European Union, which by the time you're listening has almost certainly unravelled and, you know, we're no dealing or something, but he said... Oh, people want to be... Whiff off. People want to be Mr Blobby. Yeah. <laughs> people want to be talking about things that uh, they that matter to them, like the NHS, police, crime, blah, 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 and the environment. And you're like, OK, there we go. He's obviously recognised that 
people who might vote Conservative think the environment is important, so he's going to say that. And We were talking may- about this in the last episode. You know, yeah. it is a good thing, regardless of how venal you think anyone's been, that the government is banging on about the environment and Labour Party is banging on about the environment. So that maybe we're going to have an environment election as and when we eventually get this election. That would be weird, wouldn't it? What, to actually have an environment election? Yeah. Yeah, well, bloody weird. It's not going to happen. That's my right. stock... There, is that your prediction? There's a prediction. There we go. That's your prediction. My prediction is that my kind of furious invective on Twitter about how no one's mentioning the environment, which I roll out whenever there's an election or... Definitely tweeting to seven people and your mum about how no, yeah. one's met, no one's talking about the thing you're paid to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds that... like a really valid route to change, mate. Is that, I think so. <laughs> no, I think I'm making a big difference, actually. Do you remember? It was so much easier back when we started the Babylon. We have talked about this before. Back in episode 100, we talked about this. But like, it was so much easier when like, George Osborne was chancellor. <laughs> and no one cared <laughs> about no the environment. No one gave a shit. And George Osborne could stand up and say, we're going to blowtorch the whole of the North, and everyone would give him applause for it. God, I'm going to miss those days. Oh, bring God, you back didn't have to do George an, You didn't have to do anything. <laughs> You don't have to have opinions on things. You, you can just, just assume it was all going to be shit. Yeah. It will apply to pink vans too. I just want to ask you one question. Oh, oh no. So uh, This is going to be one of those hard questions that I don't know the answer to. No, I think you're going to call me a knob. Okay. Prediction time. <laughs> you're going to call me a knob in... Ten seconds. Okay. Uh, if you had to choose between whether or not to vote or whether to protest as part of Extinction Rebellion, what would you choose? I mean, I'm not going to, like, dignify that with an answer, nor am I going to say, you're a knob, but you're a knob. <laughs> what 13 sort of, seconds. <laughs> what sort of question is that? Well, if you, what do you think is the most right now, if you want to get change to happen in this country, what is the most... If you if you literally if I was forcing you, that's say, a binary choice, isn't yes, it? Yes. Vote or protest. Yeah. What do you think is the most? No. Okay. No. But what is the most effective way? Given we don't know what's going to happen, should we be putting our energies into trying to like get a better government, or should we be putting it into smashing the system right now? Smash what do you think system. is more likely? Smash the system. Right. Because it's all about the context, isn't it? Like it, none of this shit. It's just become so clear that none of this shit changes unless the optics change unless the, unless there's just massive public kind of outrage or... Unless the optics change. Look, there are people outside making a lot of noise and I'm distracted <laughs> and I accidentally said something very, very klaxon-worthy. Look, hang, hang on a minute, Mr... Oh, look, I went through a station called Overton and I filmed out of my train is it out of the train window as it moved along and look <laughs> overton window i'm claxoning you for use of the word overton window <laughs> there's a reason i don't bang on about this on the babble <laughs> don't you bring my twitter life into this sustainable of the week Now then. Now then. You know how this section works. Sustainable of the week. Mm. Yes. Some people say some stuff. Yes. And they hope that when people like us listen to that stuff, we go, oh, lovely. 
Oh, look how green they are. They really are for saving the planet. Well, in fact, they're not. <laughs> they're not. Naughty They're not. People. They're naughty, and we're going to call them what they are, which is naughty. Naughty babblers, prodigious spewers of eco-guff, and, in this case, prodigious spewers of eco-pollution. Oh, mm. So, we, are, we were alerted to this by a friend of the babble, Laura McKenzie, uh, who bunged a thing at us on the Twitter... Um, which was read by more people than follow all on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Three. <laughs> about, uh, a, about sustainable tourism. Mm. Oh, go back and listen to episode 110. Ooh, you wavered. Is that true? He's going to check. Look at his little concentration tongue. How it pops. <laughs> 111. Oh, Dave, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Getting old. Blurry. Made my brain blurry. <laughs> Go back and listen to episode 111, old, when we talked about tourism. And we talked within that about sustainable tourism and what a load of guff that often yeah, I is. I don't remember yeah. it, obviously, but yeah. I can't imagine we said anything more than... No, and inspired entirely by the Babel, a committee of MPs in the Environmental Audit Committee, who we talked about in Babels and On, including episode 59 in particular, when we talked about microbeads. Um, an Environmental Audit Committee is a committee of MPs that propose stuff should be banned, mm. basically. And then the government go... Sorry, is this chaired by a Labour MP? Yeah, thanks very much. Bye. Well, no, to be fair, I mean, when it was chaired by like when it was chaired by a Conservative MP, it should be chaired by like Jesus Christ Almighty, and they still go, <laughs> "Oh, hang on a minute, you've looked at an environmental issue that you think is a problem. You've taken evidence from loads of experts who understand more about it than any of us. They've concluded perhaps the government should ban something." Nah, don't mind. Seems a bit rash. Yes. I think the people in this country have had enough of experts. So they're doing an inquiry, sustainable, what they call Environmental Audit Committee, into sustainable tourism. And they've mm. commissioned evidence. They've asked people, tell us what you think about some stuff. And worry not, Ol, worry not, because evidence has been received. Thank God. Who's, who has uh, proffered their wisdom in this realm? Wisdom Ol, has been proffered by an organisation called TUI... What are they called? International? No, this used to be Thompson, didn't it? Didn't yeah. They've gone... Haven't they just gone... Oh, no, that's Thomas No, Cook. that was... TUI um, Group. Thomas Cook. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll recognise their logo, but not their name. The, they, cat, but, the cat people that used to make the directory. Sure. <laughs> the people in the bowler hats who used to follow Tintin around in a slightly creepy way, if I'm honest. I don't know what you're saying anymore. It's Thompson. TUI Group. Yes. Yes. Tourism lot. Do holidays, do package holidays. That's what they do. Yes. They have, they have, you know, graciously given up their time to explain to the MPs on the Environmental Audit Committee... Why they shouldn't be banned. Why, <laughs> why <laughs> their plans for massive and prodigious growth of both flights and tourism in general is entirely consistent with the massive and prodigious cuts in emissions and all things, you know, environmentally bad that are required immediately. Is something amiss? A miss card? No, what could possibly be a miss? Now, that might sound to the uneducated like a difficult circle to square, but... What does that even mean? Shut up. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, don't question me, Fine. Dave. It all makes sense. But, listen, they, they have explained, they've taken a lot of time to very carefully uh, and precisely explain how these things can work. They have said the following... TUI is fully supportive of the UK government's ambition to reach net zero emissions by 2050. That's good. 
Lovely. Oh, yes. I am very pleased. I mean, supportive. you know, we have talked about how that probably needs to be sooner than 2050, but fair enough. So that's what the government's saying. Basically, they agree with Extinction Rebellion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh, hang on. No, there is more. There is more. There is more. Uh, Dave, complete this sentence. Um, I'm sure you'll get it right, but just in case you don't, we'll get Arabella to, to read it out. Uh, so the sentence goes, given the socio-economic importance of... Uh, having a nice cup of tea and a sit down. Close. Being able to see what you're doing. Close. Uh, children, kittens. No. Biscuits. No. Brentford Football Club. No. Mm. Uh, we're going to get Arabella on this. Given the socio-economic importance of tourism, ensuring the sector can grow in a sustainable way through innovation is the best way to achieve the net zero target, rather than demand measures which have the potential to harm the sector and restrict its ability to invest in sustainable tourism measures. Hang on a minute. Mm. Let me just see if I've got... If I've understood this line of argument, it is very impressive. <laughs> is their line of argument, we, we want to do something about climate change as much as the next person? Look, David Attenborough is the next person. We oh, want look, to do I'm as much as between David Attenborough and Greta Thunberg. Yeah. My name is Greta Thunberg. But the problem is, you see, if we do that by you banning us then we can't have tourism no more. Mm. And that's bad for the environment because... <laughs> because what? <laughs> Shut up! Because <laughs> I just said. It's so I think wonderful. I, I, I don't... I mean, yeah, imagine writing this stuff down. Oh, got another one. I've got another one. This is a, this is a stonker. Also from your TUI group evidence is, um, is this. Many countries across Europe already use taxation measures but it has never been convincingly demonstrated that aviation taxes reduce demand or have a positive impact on emissions. Yeah, do you know why that is, you bastards? <laughs> it's because every time someone tries to increase aviation taxes to a level that might actually do something about demand... Yeah, increase you, you, from, from zero, yeah. I might point out. You do a big poo in your trousers and complain about it. And also, more to the point, right, I was looking at... I, I did some preparation while we were getting ready for this section. I was looking at some economics, and I was looking into the price elasticity of aviation. Sorry. Which, wait. Hang on. No, 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 no. You can't klaxon me yes, for that. I, it's economics. You can't klaxon say me that, for, Say that phrase again. Can't klaxon me. Say, that, say it again. Can't klaxon Price me. elasticity. Price elasticity. Just because you don't know... I what... love this button. I, why don't I get to press this button more often? Say it again. Give me that button Say back. it again. If you're so sure that there is no link between airline taxes and demand reduction... Let's have a f***ing massive one. Let's have a massive one. Let's double them. Let's yeah. double them now. Let's put them up an awful lot, and then uh, I'll be very happy to be proven wrong. Because else, why, why would you have a problem with it? I'm surely, you know, you must think aviation taxes are a good thing. Yeah. Because they raise money for the government to yeah. invest in trees, and you like trees. You love trees. Well, I'll tell you what they also like, turtles. Now, the TUI Care Foundation's Turtle Aid Programme 
says the evidence they bunged into the Environmental Audit Committee here. Is that like lemonade? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just slightly less fizzy and it's more of a sort of slushy, a smoothie, you know, it's something to get your teeth stuck into. It's it's more of a meal than a drink, but but still liquid. Uh, It's uh, the the DUI Care Foundation's Turtle Aid Programme, which was launched in June 2018, so it's been going for more than a year, uh, with the objective of saving one million turtles worldwide by 2020. You know, that... Good objective. That's been doing great stuff. How many turtles have they they protected? They don't actually say. No, it's just that it's nearly 2020, that's all. Yeah, no, but they... Well, they're clear what their objective was, and then that sentence sort of tails off a bit. But the point is turtles, and, and everyone loves turtles, and I think the implicit threat here is... Do anything about our emissions and the turtles get it. Heroes in a half shell, turtle power. Crikey Moses, I did not know that. Now, there are a lot of things I don't know. There's a lot of things you don't know. There's more things I do not know than I know. I know what I know and I don't know what I don't know. We have been quite rude in the past about Shell. Yes. company. We spoke to the man from Shell. We've had that Shell in this here Babel Towers. When was that? Episode 98. Correct. Makes it sound like I knew. <laughs> Obviously I didn't. Uh, the point is we have, we've given them fair hearing, but we have very clearly come down on the side of Shell being a bunch of Inhofs. However, however, there was a thing we didn't know. Yes. We were surprised to learn this thing we did not know. Very surprised. And I think you will be surprised about it too, dear listener, because all of this time you've probably had it in your head that the reason that Shell and other companies, but, you know, let's just talk about Shell, have been going all around the world, getting out their massive drills, <laughs> going, putting them into the ground, shoving whoever happens to be in the way of those drills very firmly Excuse out of the me, way. Excuse me, I've lived here for generations. Yeah, well, we're here now with a big drill, so we're just going to cover everything in oil, including you. Putting those, controversial, putting those drills in the ground and getting the oil out and making themselves really rich. Mm. Really quite staggeringly rich. In the words of Kira from last week's episode, when talking about BP, uh, 4.5 quadrillion billion pounds a year Mm. or something. Yeah. Uh, Very, very rich, them companies. So you may have thought they were doing that just because they wanted to get rich. The getting rich bit, it turns out, is a very happy side effect of something over which they have no choice. No choice. They've not. No choice. They've been compelled. No. They have no choice. This isn't just uh, our, our, our analysis. This is what their boss, uh, a man called Ben Van Burden. Ben Van Wobbly Inhoff. Ben <laughs> Wobbly Inhoff. Wobbly Inhoff. Burden Inhoff burden on humanity, as uh, I think we should rebrand him. He gave an interview to a bunch of journalists in London, in Canary Wharf, you know, centre of the um, hemp uh, weaving, bivouac, camping community. And he said, look, what people don't understand is that we've no choice but to keep investing in oil and gas projects. Like, what What else can we do? We have no choice but to invest in long-life projects. They'll keep it short and sweet. Family, religion, friendship. These are the three demons you must slay if you wish to succeed in business. The irony being, of course, he doesn't mean the life of humanity or or other species on the planet. No money in that. Um, He means the life of... 
the big pipes that will be there and while no other organisms are. What do you think about that, Dave? Interesting thing, this old, because mm. he's... So I want to make for a second a semi-serious point about the problems of... Wrong podcast, mate. <laughs> shareholder capitalism. Sorry, uh, what? Shareholder capitalism. You don't get to it, no. Oh, this is great fun. You can't klaxon me for shareholder... This is great. You're I confusing think... <laughs> things you don't understand with, oh, clax- with klaxonable on. terms. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Shareholder capitalism. Shareholder capitalism. Shell- so the, what, what your man, Mr Ben Van Burden, is invoking here is the idea that it is the responsibility of a company to maximise returns for its shareholders. So, you are... Is that the fiduciary duty? Yes! (laughs) Yes, it is. Have some of that. The fiduciary duty, which... uh, Fiduciary duty. Crikey, Moses. The fiduciary duty. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, that's right. Better. Sometimes it slips out. Can't help it all. Can't help it, son. Um... Which basically, you know, the theory runs, according to some very rich people, that they, they are compelled to make as much money for their shareholders as possible. So, Mr. Ben Van Burden is going... Are you a shareholder? No, I'm not a shareholder. Has your pension got shares in uh, interesting uh, things? Don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if, I don't know the answer to that either, but... You should is def- it, it's interesting, though, isn't it? Because, like, I guess we kind of are all shareholders. We may not know it. Well, this is the thing. Go and check out the very excellent work of the people over at Share Action, um, who chums of mine, and they do really, really good work about like uh, actually we are all invested in this stuff. Shell, most people's pensions have got Shell in it. So basically, if you've got pension, probably it's your fault that Ben Van Burden has no choice because you are hammering down his door, demanding that your pension makes loads of money. Which means if Shell sees some oil on the ground. <laughs> It has no choice. Excuse me, is that oil going (laughs) spared? Would you mind if we just sort of had that and sold it at a huge profit? Have no choice. (laughs) Have no choice. According to several interpretations of fiduciary duty, not least by the Law Commission a few years ago, who are an organisation that look at, you know, the interpretation of the law and how it should be applied. You're enjoying this, aren't you? Look yeah, at your no, face. It's, it's hugely, actually learning it's something. Um, hugely informative. It is, a, it is the wrong interpretation of fiduciary duty, the fact that you have to make money for your shareholders. Yes, you have got dandruff, and I have been looking at it the whole way through. Yeah. 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 Shampoo. I've, got, I've, switched, I've switched to another sodding eco, like, shampoo thing, which comes in little cardboard packages and is essentially a bar of soap so there's no plastic and there's you know no waste and it doesn't make my hair clean it just makes my hair flaky listen you were listening to the sound of a grown man flicking dandruff off his shoulders (laughs) (laughs) carry on Oh, it was boring, wasn't it? Mr. Ben Man Burden is basically saying, like, doesn't matter if what we're doing is investing in loads of stuff that's bad for climate change and people might not want. That's better than not investing in that stuff. That's his line of argument, which is the wrong way of probably interpreting what's in the interests of your shareholders. That's basically the point that I started making before you flick dandruff on the floor. Dave, that is just about it for another babble. Thank you very, very much for your pontification, your your ponderings, your pneumatics. Quite welcome, all. 
good. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more to that. Uh, thank you very, very much to Dickie Moore for the music at the beginning, the end, the intertwinkly bits of this podcast. To Arthur Stovall, who designed our logo, what you can still buy on T-shirts from our website. And to Arabella, my 10-year-old niece, for reading out the babble so splendiferously. You can get in touch with us all. You can tell us what you thought of our witterings. You can email us at hello at sustainababble.fish. You'll find us on Facebook. Just search Sustainababble or on the Twitter at the Babble Wagon. And if you like what you hear and you want to contribute a few quid to the running costs of your esteemed Babble organ, do visit us at www.patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash sustainababble, where you can just chuck in a bit of cash Mm, very nice now public service announcement we were contacted on the email by charlotte who said some nice things about the podcast which was good but she also said she would like to talk to people real life like-minded people about all of this sort of stuff so she's thinking of setting up a local meetup of sustainable listeners in birmingham what (laughs) and she asked what do you think now, we think that's, that's a ridiculous idea. Uh, 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 it's an interesting idea. It's, uh, it's a very good idea for people in Birmingham. Yes. Uh, which isn't us. No. So I don't think I'm interested in going. But we thought we would say this now, not just to blow our own trumpets, but to say if you are in Birmingham and you want to meet up with people who listen to us two idiots and think it's all right then drop us a line and we'll put you in touch with charlotte because why not dave bring people together why not be the cupids of the internet and bring people who are uh, in an existential fug uh, into a bar where they can just all agree that the end is nigh and aren't fart jokes funny we should really get planning that five-year birthday party, y'all. When are we five? Uh, we are five at the start of January. Ooh. That's when we are five. All right. I'm going to start, I'm going to start uh, making some massive calls about this now. In January, we're going to have a huge fifth birthday party. Are you going to organise it? I'm very busy. Yes. Very Not. busy. Got a lot on. All round of mine. Uh, <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Bye. What is it? What is this thing saying? I'm genuinely going to have to move this laptop close to my face. Where are we? Hang on a minute. What's it say, y'all? Where are we?